Hello, and welcome to the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast. Today, we're pleased to offer you a bonus episode in which I talk with Aaron Nequist about an upcoming journey that we're going to be taking together in Transforming Community 18. Transforming Community 18 launches uh, in February, February 20th through 22nd. And in a few minutes, I'm going to talk to him a little bit about the worship experience and how we work together and try to create worship experiences that give people a chance to be with God right where they are on that particular retreat. And one of the things I wanted to mention as we enter into that conversation is that, you know, we've been talking about the journey a lot this season, especially the journeys that are contained within the Christmas story. So we talked about the fragile journey where Mary was seeking companionship from someone who could affirm the will of God as it was unfolding in her life. And then there was the journey you don't want to be on, which Mary and Joseph were on. They had to take this journey when she was nine months pregnant to go to Bethlehem and during the census. And they didn't want to be on that journey, but they were on the journey and they had to seek to find God's provision for them on that journey that they didn't want to be on. And then there was the dangerous journey of the Magi, the risky journey where the Magi saw the star and they saw signs in the skies that there was a new king being born and there was a truth, a deeper level of truth that they were being called to seek out. And so they leave the familiarity of the place where they've been serving as sages in the king's court and they strike out on a journey that was very dangerous and very risky and they wouldn't have had any way of being able to predict the dangers until they got on the journey and discovered that it was pretty risky out there, but they stayed faithful. And then there was the journey to safety that Mary and Joseph took, the journey to Egypt when God revealed to Joseph in a dream that he was not safe, he and his family weren't safe, and that all the baby boys were being killed and that they needed to go, that they needed to flee, and they needed to find a safe place. And it strikes me in all the stories how God used people either fellow journeyers or an innkeeper who didn't have space in the inn, but was able to give them space with the animals someplace else, how Elizabeth was present with Mary on her fragile journey, how the Magi were guided in a dream on their risky journey, and how they were able to bring worship to to Joseph and Mary and join Joseph and Mary in that precious moment in their journey. And then how God used the angels to give Joseph some instruction about what he needed to do next in his own journey. And it strikes me that none of these journeys took place in isolation, but all of these journeys required accompaniment. All of these journeys required provision that God made for these individuals through the people that they encountered on their journey, the people that they traveled with, the people who met them, the people who did the best they could to respond to whatever needs there were. And I'm struck by the fact that Transforming Community 18 is a 27-month journey that provides many of those things. It provides companionship on the journey. It provides opportunity to pay attention to God's will as it unfolds in our lives. It gives us guidance for how to pay attention to these more mystical elements of the spiritual life, like angels and dreams and, and things like that. And it also, people have told us many, many, many times that it provides a safe place, that it is a safe place for souls to journey. And that we as pastors and leaders in particular just need a place. I remember one person in community saying it was like coming to a sanctuary city. And he said, if I could just make it through what I was going through in that corner and get to the transforming community, I knew I would be safe. And so I see a lot of connection between the journeys in the Christmas story and the story of Epiphany and considering whether or not God is inviting you to take a new journey this year.
So in this conversation with Aaron Nequist, we're actually talking about one element of the journey that we take together. And that is the fact that we practice fixed hour prayer. We pray four times a day, morning, midday, evening, and night, short prayer services that are just packed with scripture and the prayers of the church and uh, prayer experiences where we can actually pray with some of the teachings that we receive on retreat. And so this conversation with Aaron, who is our worship leader in Transforming Community 18, he's been with us before. It's a conversation about that part of the journey and how we accompany one another in prayer and in worship. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation with Aaron Nequist. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for talking with me tonight. We've just finished a very, very big day here at the Becoming a Transforming Church retreat, teaching and worship and solitude and uh, evening electives. I mean, it's been a really, really big day. We've been working Aaron to death, by the way. (laughs) By the way, today in our solitude time, I took a nap that was so deep, I woke up afraid. (laughs) What's going on? Where am I? Yeah, yeah. But it was wonderful, that four-hour chunk. Yes, you just just, lean into it. You know, it's so funny. Now when I go to speak anywhere and they have me speak all day without four hours of solitude, I'm like, come on, you guys. Like, I I don't do it like this. I don't know how to do this anymore. I always have to have my nap in the middle of the day. (laughs) So anyway, I love that about us, that we we do that. Yeah. Um, And I'm glad that you had such a great nap. I wanted to talk to you about TC18 because it's coming up, Transforming Community 18. It's coming together beautifully well. Very, very excited. And part of what I'm excited about, Aaron, is that you're going to be our worship leader again. You are our worship leader in TC15. 15. Parts of 16. Half of 16. Yep. uh, Yep. One-offs, like the Becoming a Transforming Church retreat, but now we get to do it all over again in Transforming Community 18, and we're getting into a good groove. And I think that many people don't realize how significant the fixed hour prayer and worship is in our retreats, that we pray fixed hour of the day, morning, midday, evening, and night, and it's prayer and it's worship, and it's a significant rhythm that we have. And it began in the very beginning with the Transforming Center. We had two things we did together religiously, pardon the pun. We did fixed hour prayer, and we practiced these four hours in solitude. Those are the two things our whole community was ordered around from the very beginning. And in the very beginning, we didn't have music, so we just had words and liturgical prayers, and it was wonderful. I mean, it's amazing to me what that was. And then Rory Nolan was our worship leader uh, coming out of Transforming Community 2. So he was in that community, and he's a very gifted worship leader and composer. And I knew that because we had been together in the same church prior, but I didn't get anywhere near asking him to serve in that way. Let him be a human being. Let him be a soul in God's presence. That is one of our principles is that we don't bother leaders while they're in community. We'll let them just be. And then Rory and I, you know, Rory came to me first and felt that it was time for him to consider letting go and retiring and being a special guest among us, a sage. I mean, he's really a sage among us. He's still around, but wasn't going to do that, you know, regular every retreat sort of thing. And so you know Rory really well, and he's been important in your life. And so it was really a gift that the baton got passed, Mm. you know, to you in terms of worship leading. So Talk to us a little bit about what the worship means to you and what you're bringing to it, what you're excited about with our fixed hour prayer and worship. Well, I mean, you know, let's go all the way back to TC9, 
when I attended um, and wasn't a part of leading in any way, just got to sit mm-hmm. in the back row. Yeah, and, and I noticed you in the back row. Yeah, like oh, I, yeah. I felt like I, I didn't even know. Row. I didn't even know if you were enjoying it or oh, if it was yeah, meaning yeah. anything to you. Yeah, I could yeah, not yeah. tell. Yep. But I left you alone, which is my oh, practice. <laughs> I love the back row. It is my favorite place. Yeah. But the word that comes to mind when I think of my experience mm-hmm. with Fix Our Prayer, specifically the way mm-hmm. it was done at, at TC, was detox. It felt like a sense of all the things, you know, I'd been a worship leader at that point 15 years professionally, like I'd, all my life, but like as a job. And there was all these different things that came along with worship. A lot of them were good, but this was a, a stripping down to the essential. And um, I loved the content. I mean, obviously, what you what you bring, the framework for transforming oh, life. You don't even have to say that because yeah, we yeah. all know we love the prayers the most. Well, okay. <laughs> that is for sure. So or the solitude. As long as, as, long as you, you said would it just first, stop talking, yeah. <laughs> we could go into solitude, right? <laughs> and so I love the the ideas we we're we we're exploring, but it really was mm-hmm. the prayers. Yeah. And it w- were those moments of silence. It was uh, immersing myself in these texts. And now that I'm studying in like Episcopal mm-hmm. world, I see, oh man, this is from the Book of Common mm-hmm. Prayer, or this yes, is from do. this prayer. Mm-hmm. And I realize you have pulled together from all these different sources. Some new, I'm sure you've written many of those prayers, but a lot of them are historic, mm-hmm. grounded prayers that our sisters and brothers all over the planet are praying. Mm -hmm, That's exactly right. And so, yeah, it felt like a detox from some of the things that worship had become, but then also a deeper stream, like just getting swept into a bigger thing. So Mm -hmm. it was very meaningful for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's part of what makes it so meaningful to have you back now with us leading worship and having such a deep respect for what our worship has been, but also bringing some new things to us, which yeah. has been really, really fun. Tell us a little bit about the, the your distinct calling as a worship leader yeah. as you come into this space, the Transforming Center space. Oh, man. Thank, that's, uh, that's a meaningful question. I think what I am most passionate mm-hmm. about is the intersections. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, here's the thing. I, I spent most of my life in squarely evangelical megachurch spaces. Mm-hmm. And in, in some ways, then I really left those to pursue some other liturgical. But as I'm in these liturgical spaces, I'm realizing the gift of some of my evangelical mm-hmm. upbringing and experience. And so I feel like the, the bringing together, I was telling somebody the other day, evangelical hospitality with Anglican sacramental imagination. Mm-hmm. I mean, you bring the, you bring those two. Th- you yeah. bring the heart mm-hmm. and the passion of the evangelical movement with the grounding, the historical framework of our Anglican friends. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so that intersection, and then you know, at the Transforming Center, we're talking a lot about diversity. So mm-hmm. it's not just like white dudes like me mm-hmm. making all the decisions, pulling mm-hmm. from white traditions, from white plate, you know. But what are the the other streams yes. that need to mm-hmm. flow into this? You know, Barbara mm-hmm. A. Holmes' yeah. book, uh, Joy Unspeakable, mm-hmm. has just been seismic for me. So those intersections, and then. And then I would say also the intersection of worship as expression, but also mm-hmm. worship as formation. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what are the things we just need to say to God, 
But then what are the things that we need to practice saying mm-hmm. <laughs> that may not yes, come out of our yes. heart that mm-hmm. then form us into the kinds of people? Yeah. So I, I think maybe for 18, the word I'm thinking a lot about is intersections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting to be on a journey rather than static. Yeah, that's so right. I think talking to you, I'm feeling that we are on a journey. We're not just staying where we've always been, but we're allowing an unfolding to yeah. take place. The prayers for TC16 were great. Mm-hmm. And we could like just replay. Yeah. But let's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's let God continue to unfold yeah. something yeah. new among us. One of the things that you know, means the most to me in the Transforming Center is our prayers. And it's the way that we've prayed all of these years. And I have just as much excitement about praying this way and just as much of a sense of anticipation about every prayer service than I've ever had. Um, and so I still feel it every yeah. single time and wonder yep. how God's going to speak and what God's going to do. And um, really, really enjoying how you bring a little worship team together and really bring out the best from a little worship team, which is what we've this experienced has been on this. so fun I know. with Rory playing cello and Mark playing guitar. It's and so that's been, full. It's yeah, rich. Yeah, it's yeah, deep. Yeah. It's full. Yep. Um, yep. And so it's been very, very exciting. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what TC18 will bring as we stay on this journey together. Say the date again, the first one. Yes, there's a lot of twos in this one. It's February 20 through 22 of 2022. Wow. Couldn't possibly be any any harder to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or easy to (laughs) remember. Easy to remember, but very hard to say. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, something else I appreciate about you, Aaron, is that you've really been pointing some of your friends and people that you value our way. And... I, the quality of persons that you're inviting to join us have really added to our community's life. So tell me a little bit about how you know somebody's ready for a transforming community experience and why you invite them into this crazy, wild 27-month thing that we do. Well, it's such a big commitment, Mm -hmm. both time and money, that they've got to be hungry. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a sense. It can't just be like, oh, that might be an interesting thing to do. Yeah. It's got to be like an ache. Mm-hmm. And um, I think some of it comes out of my own story. Mm-hmm. I, I had just started the practice, and I was meeting with Rory, like, Rory, please help me. I'm feeling mm-hmm. overwhelmed. And he's like, how can you lead others in this mm-hmm. if you're not being led in yeah. these same streams? So that's when you know he was the one that uh, invited me into my first experience. So I think it's, it's a sense of, of hunger. Mm-hmm. If people can do it fine without the Transforming Center, mm-hmm. bless them. Yeah. Yeah. But if they're at the end of their resources, and so that's when I usually do the invitation. Mm-hmm. We were talking before, I, I have two that are now coming that I've been mm-hmm. working on for a while. <laughs> to answer the second question, I think it's it's an intersection of content and experience. Mm-hmm. And if it was only content, as good as your content is, it just wouldn't be enough. Yeah, like we have access to content unlimited right. on the internet. But when you get to create the container and the framework, here's the why, now let's do mm-hmm. it. That is really, really meaningful. Yeah. So I think it's the both and there mm-hmm. again. Good. Well, thank you yeah. for um, pointing some of your best peeps in that direction because <laughs> yeah. it, it really I'm means working a working on a couple more too. Yeah. All right. Because TC18 is filling up really well with – quality leaders that I know are going to be able to journey together meaningfully. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what God does in and through that community. And we'll do it together. Yeah. So thank you. Absolutely. 
Well, if you're feeling drawn at all by God to get on a new kind of journey, uh, to journey towards a safe place, to um, reach out for companions that can be with you on your journey, we hope you'll consider joining Transforming Community 18. Aaron's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Our team's going to be there. And we look forward to having you join us. And if you're interested, please go to transformingcenter.org slash transformingcommunity. Or you can actually find a link in our show notes as well.